My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everyone, to Conservative Daily. Back again for another awesome episode. Uh, Joe hopefully will be joining us shortly. He is uh, at a remote location that I dare not speak the name of. And uh, he is hopefully going to have enough of a connection that he can join us. But uh, if he doesn't, that's all right. Godspeed. I know he's got enough to work on. Uh, But we have uh, another Captain Obvious. Uh, maybe I should stop using that term. I should probably ask him how he feels about it. Uh, but we have a, a friend of the show, a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal author, phenomenal uh, purveyor of truth, as we hope to be as well. Uh, he is the founder of CD Media. Uh, you can go there. I follow his stuff. We actually have some things I want to talk about from his site. Uh, you can go there, cdm.press, as well as ltoddwood.com. Uh, but we have the L. Todd Wood with us. So without any further ado, Todd, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me on. I love the uh, – is that a new intro you guys did? It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was working on that one because the, the other one was getting a little bit stale. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, I, I had I to like have it. one that inspired me and hopefully the audience too. So, Yeah, cool. And thank you for your help with our review with uh, the Afghan commander. I, I was – Really uh, appreciated your your going beyond the pale to help us on that. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Not at all. It was a great interview. Uh, if anyone watching doesn't know what uh, what he's referring to, he did a phenomenal interview uh, overseas with uh, a friend of his and the commander of the Af- Afghan resistance, um, and his, what was it, his chief of foreign policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a great interview. I highly recommend that you all watch it. Um, so uh, that that's at uh, at cdm.press, right? Yeah, it's on armedforces.press, our new armedforces.press uh, military site. Yeah, it's on both. Awesome. Well, uh, so we, uh, you know, you were we were messaging uh, that you know last week uh, when we were talking about all that, and uh, I actually ordered a copy of one of your books, uh, which is called Currency. I, I ordered it this afternoon. I was hoping to have a little bit more time to read it. But uh, it actually, I was skimming through a little bit of it, and I think it's a, uh, some really good uh, reading material for my younger brother if he just moved out here. Uh, but it seems that, uh, given our previous conversations, you may have a little bit of ESP, uh, and <laughs> you, you yeah, mentioned definitely. that you predicted a lot of what's going on. I know, we, like everyone who, uh, who seems to be uh, stating the obvious, uh, you included, but, you know, like Joe with the, with the election systems and everything. He must be clairvoyant, so I guess that includes you. Uh, so hmm. if, if you want to talk to us a little bit what's in that book and, uh, and just how clairvoyant you are. Uh, when I was uh, still on Wall Street trading debt, and I was trading a lot in Eastern Europe, and, you know, we would have countries come to us uh, on, on the emerging market desk and want to float some, you know, sell bonds to the public, raise money, basically borrow money from the, from the markets. And... and we would have no buyers, or we'd have buyers only at very high interest rates that they couldn't really afford. So they were priced out of the bond market or priced out of the capital markets because their credit risk had. And I saw at the time, and this was several years back, uh, what was going on with our debt and the obvious reckless, you know, reckless, irresponsible spending 
And uh, it just dawned on me that at some point the bond market may realize that the U.S. government or the U.S. United States doesn't have the will nor the ability to pay back the debt. And this was back when we were under $10 trillion. Now we're you know, rapidly approaching $40 trillion in debt. So in sovereign debt, plus that doesn't count all the unfunded liabilities. So people really don't understand what that they're starting to, but they don't handle what that means. If you have a variable loan or if you want to borrow a car or buy a car and borrow money, or if you're a business that needs capital and you go to the markets or to the credit markets, I mean, you're talking interest rates that you really can't afford. And if you have a variable note on your house or anything like that, you're all of a sudden you're just slammed. And I think people are seeing this where most of the income goes and even our gross income goes towards repaying, you know, servicing debt. So this is a major problem. It's going to, you know, there's a saying on Wall Street that interest rates are low until they're not. And we are seeing that spike in interest rates when that, uh, you know, we predicted it in the book, uh, you know, years ago, just because it's, it has to happen. There's, there was a term in the past called vigilantes, which means that on Mars, James Carville, famous advisor said when he dies and is reincarnated, he wants to come back as the bond market because it has so much power because it sets the price of money in the economy. And at this point, we to a point where the bond vigilantes are getting very angry and they're going to take their wrath out on the in the form of an interest rate shock, which is could be horrific. And I think that's what they're trying to engineer, actually. So it could be more specific, and I think you're right, um, but you have mm. much more of a, uh, you know, of an insight into some of these than I do with, you know, your experience on Wall Street. So uh, when you say they're trying to engineer it, what exactly do you mean by that? Because a lot of people listening may not have a great understanding of some of these concepts. Yeah, so if you um, think about it, if, you, if, you, if, if, if something is scarce, then it's worth more, right? Mm -hmm. And so what they're doing by print in the, in the vice versa is true. If something is very plentiful, it's not very expensive. You know, the reason gold is expensive and valuable as a store of value is because it's very hard to find, it's hard to mine, and it, you know, it, it's not easy. You can't just ground unless you're lucky, you know, as a gold miner or something, you know, back in the days in California. So that's what's happening to our money supply. They're printing so much money as in just creating it with a button that it's becoming worthless and we have a system uh, where the US dollar after World War II was the global reserve and trading currency so that that creates artificial demand for the dollar so as that demand falls off as other countries don't want to use the dollar because they're worried that it won't hold a store of value we could lose that current foreign or reserve currency status and just really become Venezuela then we the reason we can survive now is because we can print money you know the yeah. Russians can't print money Venezuelans can't print money if they don't have money they go bankrupt and they can't feed their family and that is coming to the United States unless we have a major 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 change in the next year and the book currency was about that it's a novel it's not uh, you know it's it's not a dry book on currency it's actually it's got sex it's got romance it's got everything so you know, history, pirates, uh, the Caribbean. Uh, it, it's a great book. The two comments, I stayed up all night to read it, and it should be a movie. So um, I'm actually working on a movie. A producer in London called me and, and was really excited about it. So it's it's a page turner, but, you know, you give it to your kid, and then all of a sudden they know a lot more about finance than they even wrote. Well, perfect. I mean, you know, sex, <laughs> money, uh, intrigue, uh, historical education, and you learn about money. What more can you ask for in a book? And uh, I yeah, hope man. that's true of my brother. He's a uh, he's he's an awesome young dude, and he, thank goodness he hasn't been uh, you know he hasn't been brainwashed by this you know woke agenda stuff. He's super super uh, with it. So uh, I look forward to having him. Read, I'm going to read it with him. Uh, but this is where you can get the book. It's on ltoddwood.com. You scroll down a little bit, and you'll see currency over on the left. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you talk can get it anywhere. But on that site, you get the signed copies. But you can get it anywhere: Amazon, Audible, any online retailer, in print, any bookstore. You can order it. They probably won't stock it because they hate what I had to say. But you can <laughs> order it. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure they must hate what you have to say because if you're you're uh, spreading truth and it's uh, it's riveting with you know uh, romance and intrigue, yeah, then you know you're, you're beating exactly. them with their own game in two ways. True. Um, but you know, you mentioned a lot about this reserve currency, and I, I want to ask you some more questions about that because mm-hmm. it's hugely, hugely important. And you know, I mm-hmm. think now uh, I was talking earlier today. You know, we, we have number one on, you know, you talk about the election side and the public opinion. There's a lot of people who are not buying into uh, this agenda anymore. You're having Democrats and, you know, uh, like black Democrats are fleeing the Democratic Party because, you know, mm-hmm. of how far everything has spiraled. But I think we're just starting to see in a, in a final way the culmination of a lot of these monetary policies and, uh, in conjunction with the these social issues, which have massive economic mm-hmm. impacts as well, uh, it seems like the United States diplomacy department is uh, either so reckless in their approach to a lot of the tensions that we have right now, especially with all these sanctions on Russia, uh, with the things going on with Nord Stream. With, I mean, all of these things. It seems like they're either just blind and recklessly heading towards us losing the reserve currency or they want that to happen and uh i mean if, if you want to speak on that because honestly it's, it's pretty terrifying uh and it doesn't yeah. seem like they have any respect for uh for what that might do to americans and the fallout from that no this is a engineered synchronized uh designed and executed uh takedown of the united states economy and the way they do that is getting the world off the u.s dollar you know until recently everything that was traded throughout the world was on the u.s dollar and that goes back to the Woods agreement after world war ii which tried this you know the global economy with the dollar which was at the time the premier currency and before that this is how you go back to roman days um you know the reason the barbarians were able to storm Rome is because they devalued their currency. Same thing with the Weimar Republic right after World War II. You know, at the end of the war, the Deutschmark to something like two to one. Uh, two years later, it was they couldn't print, they couldn't build the factories fast enough to print the money because the currency had devalued so much. Um, you know, toward to the dollar to the you know like millions to one. So that has happened before. The Spanish, you know, uh, what was their currency? Peso. I mean, you know, you go back in history and, and this and on a recurring basis. And we're at probably historically the tail end of our reign as the currency. Look at the British sterling, you know, that that's disappeared basically as a global currency after World War II. So that impacted Britain, although they still have, you know, that was a global empire that basically collapsed. Um, I don't consider us an empire, although I think the people who are running our country right now consider them, their use of our force and, and global capabilities. But look, they're trying to take this down. I mean, the, the people in, in our government are just caretakers. They're doing what they're told. Somebody, we don't even know who's running our government. It's somebody else, and uh, it's not good, and we have to get it back, or we're going to be Venezuela, where you can't feed your family. You can you can have a wheelbarrow full of dollars, but it won't buy you a cup of coffee. That, that's you know what could happen very quickly. Yeah, I think we're rapidly approaching that, and thankfully enough. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's enough, but more people seem to be waking up to that in the United States. Um, but I want to mm-hmm. pull up uh, an article from your site. This is from today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is from CD Media. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we've been watching uh, and reporting on the press briefings that the little darling KJP has been giving. Uh, And, uh, I mean, her narrative is, uh, we've been very clear, we've been very clear, we're working, uh, we want to make sure that supplies are adequate and we have adequate adequate fuel supply and X, Y, and Z. And she keeps mentioning this global economy, which I think you you touched on very well there. Uh, But, you know, just this week, uh, gas prices in California hit another record high. It was just barely, but they did surpass the the ridiculous highs that we saw uh, in California a few months ago. Uh, so they hit on Monday uh, 6.466 a gallon. Uh, this was just higher than was set uh, in June. And, you know, we've seen the Biden administration claim, you know, that they're doing so much for gas prices. People are uh, paying less at the pump. Uh, you know, John Pierre keeps repeating that over and over 
I guess, you know, wishing that we believe it's true, just as the rest of reality, they, you know, they don't want us to uh, trust that we see with our own eyes and feel with our own wallets. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, again, according to AAA and oil price information, Thursday saw a hike of 15 cents, over 15 cents, largest daily increase on record since 19.2 cent increase on October 5th. Uh, we know that there are uh, also Gavin Newsom has just come out and said that they're going to expedite the, uh, you know, uh, the availability of winter gas so that they can make it cheaper. Um, and uh, they're also they're dipping into the into the stores, into the reserve uh, mm -hmm. gas, which is typically for military. I mean, I mean, we know that there's a lot of things Nas going on nationally, but or internationally, especially with uh, a lot of the gas supply. But I mean, what are these people doing? Is this uh, well, is this he, all the, out the, of their the control? Well, energy is the basis, ba basic building block of the economy, right? So yeah. they knew to, to destroy the economy, they have to destroy our energy dominance, which Trump had established. So they, they really destroyed our energy markets, or produ production and distribution capability. And now they, you know, with those energies, before the election, it started giving them a problem as they were losing support, um, which I don't think they can gain back what they've lost. But to try to stop that, they, you're right, drain the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is for military, you know, or other emergencies. And they've drained it by, I think, some, well over half. And yeah. so, again, as you add as you add something to a market, more supply brings down price. So they brought down the price a little bit artificially by essentially just throwing you know oil on the market, and, and the price dropped. But that's only a temporary drop. So you know the markets are going to take back over. I mean, they've restricted supply so much. They were trying to time it right before the election to bring the gas price down, and then it would go back up after the election. But it's happening before the election in certain markets. So people see this. They're not stupid. Well, and I agree. I think that's exactly what they were doing. You know, I mm -hmm. think it's rather obvious they start to take credit for uh, a huge reduction in gas uh, prices, mm -hmm. which is, you know, again, in context, a massive increase in gas prices. And then they, they knock a chip off of it, and they want to claim that they're saving the country mm -hmm. uh, right before midterms. Uh, clearly not working as we're seeing in a lot of these primaries that have taken place and in the you know in the polls as to approval mm -hmm. rating for this administration uh you know regarding the energy policy again regarding trust in the election system i think the entire narrative is failing um but i want to ask another question you've uh again mm -hmm. with your experience you, you mentioned gold mm -hmm. and a friend of a friend of mine and i you know we kind of as a hobby make a point of of tracking that stuff and uh it seems like they've been artificially uh you know keeping the gold prices down uh it's been a yeah. little bit interesting seeing the crypto markets and seeing the price of gold and silver in in relation to what the economy has been doing w what does it look like to you to me it almost seems like they're they're trying to prevent another backlash and and maintain confidence but i don't know what do you, you, know, do you have I, any thoughts you know, on that I, i've advised people to be you know People always ask me, I'm not investment business anymore for a long time, but people say, where should I put my money? And I, you know, recently I've just been saying, put it where you, something you can touch, some type of commodity, whether it's gold or, you know, other real estate or uh, any other things. But I agree with you. Something's been going on for some time in the gold markets. And I, I'm not a gold, you know, aficionado, so I, I don't really know. But I do believe there's possibly some kind of manipulation to keep it low, just like they kept interest rates at zero. But at some point, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they kept interest rates at zero because the Federal Reserve became an active participant in the bond market, coming in in bonds and creating demand, which lowered prices, um, or, or but lowered interest rates. So because they're an inverse, but. Uh, some, so that was artificial, and, and there's obviously created artificial ripples throughout the markets, but I can't help but think that as inflation gets worse and worse and worse, which it really is and is going to get worse, we haven't seen anywhere near the worst, uh, gold will rally in my opinion. And I think crypto is an interesting, um, you know, you have to be very careful at what you buy, obviously, because you want something that's be seen as a store of value. I think Bitcoin fits that mold. I, I'm not an expert on all the other coins, but um, it, it has not been 
moving. Uh, well, it hasn't collapsed. It has off its highs, but it hasn't collapsed a lot and doesn't have the risk, I don't think, as the, as the equity markets and the bond markets do. Because they're just I inflated, agree. you know. Well, and I agree. And, I, you so, know, it's interesting because I'm not a crypto guy and I have a lot of mm -hmm. friends who, you know, they keep trying to get me to go into it. I find it kind of fun to follow. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, as a and again, I don't necessarily trust it uh, very much at all because I think there's a very good chance that it, it could be a, an op to use a term lightly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, the, the claims that it's so decentralized and it's so safe, I, I don't believe at all. Um, yeah. But the... Uh, the profit potential that you can get out of them in terms of your return on investment is actually very high. And it seems to, in a lot of ways, have a little bit uh, safer future, depending on what happens with the economy, uh, than you know, investing in the things that I think a lot of people have historically known and are comfortable with, and you know, especially since before it became mainstream. Um, yeah. But... I, I agree. It probably has a place in a portfolio if you have assets that you because, you know, I think it, there is a chance it could be something uh, that could hold value and could in, and be a trans, you know, a currency also down the road. Definitely. Well, you know, it's interesting when mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about uh, a lot of the persecution that's going on, especially uh, to use more of an extreme example. But, you know, them seizing the uh, the assets, yachts of these, uh, you know, of uh of russians and things like that it it is uh for some people turned into a very uh powerful way to escape the uh you know a very authoritarian uh sure. you know, targeting that's from, why they're trying to these governments that's why they're trying to clamp down on you know bitcoin and trying to uh you know make central bank currencies that they can control, turn off if you know if you're not a good boy and a good commie they can prevent you from buying anything uh, or getting on the bus or like they do in China or going to the hospital or whatever. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms and competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Yeah, well, you know, anything that they can't monitor or that they can't control seems to be the next target for them. Um, I want to ask you, uh, this was on, uh, and if you haven't looked into much of this, but I, I figured given your background, it, it's uh, it's been on the back of my mind even after it kind of left the headlines for a little while, but uh, Mr. Musk is now uh, saying that he's going to go ahead with the previous terms of the Twitter acquisition, uh, mm -hmm. you know, pending some receipt of some debt proceedings. Uh, obviously still a, a large investment, but uh, they had a, an emergency hearing that was set for this week. One of the executives was set to testify, and then that got moved. Uh, Musk's from Tuesday, which was supposed to be Tuesday, I believe, was postponed. Uh, but it, they're going to offer it at uh, at the original, or he's going to purchase it, presumably at the original offer price of fifty four twenty. But uh, I don't think this was ever about the money. If I'm going to be, if, if I'm just speaking my thoughts on this, I think it's interesting that Twitter soared 
or I'll say sword loosely uh, after this news and then Tesla was down. Mm -hmm. But I don't think this was ever about the money for him. Uh, and I, I think uh, given the fact that he has said now in, in this letter to them that he's going to purchase it at the original offer, it's, it's, it's interesting that there still seem to be some reticence from these people, uh, given that yeah. you know this should be a, a pure win for him. But at the same yeah. time, you have uh, someone like Musk who could take over one of the largest uh, propaganda arms of, uh, you know, of the of the cabal uh, in recent mm -hmm. history. What do you think about this deal? Uh, I agreed with him when he said it wasn't worth the money he asked for, and that that was just an initial price point, and that it was to flush out what Twitter really was, and he did that. So. I agree with you. It probably isn't just about the money. Uh, I think maybe he just wants control of a very powerful system at this point, but whether that's to fire people or to push his own propaganda or to, uh, you know, essentially stop the propaganda of the cabal. I mean, whatever you think, he's got an agenda that he's trying to push through. And I think he's just decided, look, I want control and I'll go from there and I'll make money with it because he can make money with it if it's run right because it's not, you know, uh, it's not a business. It, it's a, it's just a intelligence machine, a propaganda machine. And, and but if people like me that were kicked off, you know, I'd come back if there was a free platform, if they give me my accounts back. You know, I had a hundred and something, actually two hundred and something followers across several accounts, and they just wiped me out uh, a couple years ago. So. It would be nice to have that back, but only on a if it was free and fair. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, you know, they, I think they're on their way out anyways. With I mean, True Social, despite their best attempts, has been doing fairly well, if not you know slower for growing organically. But uh, the explosion in alternative social media has been really has been really great to see. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medicare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency. Uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. But so I want to ask you too on, uh, you mm -hmm. know, obviously this, this Nord Stream event is really huge and the effects mm -hmm. that are going to be, are going to be felt in Europe are, are going to be very, very long lasting uh, and very significant. Uh, I, I feel like maybe it's common sense to say this, but maybe you can disagree. I haven't spoken with this about you yet. I think it's a little bit silly to say that, uh, you know, Russia went out of their way to bomb their own pipeline uh, when they already controlled it. But I mean, this is an open act of war uh, if this does come back to the United States on top of the escalation we've already seen in Ukraine. Well, people need to understand we are at war with Russia via proxy army and a lot of it is American in the in East Ukraine in Donbass and Kherson area I know for a fact that there are scores of former special operators uh, mercenary types that I know that are over there uh, involved in this conflict so this you know and so this is an American proxy war and uh, I think Russia knows that, and I think we know that, and I agree with you. I don't think it was Russia that blew up this pipeline. I mean, there is an argument to make that probably they may not have access to it much longer as it was going to be shut down because of pressure uh, from the U.S. or whatever, but I, I, th I see that as a weak argument when you compare it to the admissions, really, of the Biden administration that they were behind this and the threats over the last few years. You know, if there's smoke, there's fire, and it looks like there's a lot of smoke coming out of the White House as far as this is concerned with Victoria Newland and, you know, Biden and all of them, Blinken, all talking about, you know, gloating over this. 
So uh, it, it may not have been U.S. forces. It, it could be some you know third-party cutout that did it, uh, that was funded by the U.S., but you never know. But uh, I think the Russians probably know who did it. But um, I, I look at what people say, or, or I don't look at what they say. I look at the consequences of their actions. And right now, it looks to me like we, I say we, the Biden regime had uh, all the reason in the world to do this, to try to escalate the conflict, which is what I think they want. I think they want a nuclear war. I think they want to destroy society and rebuild it in their image. Um, it could be the Chinese, you know. It could, it could be some kind of globalist entity that did this for the globalist agenda. That's what I think it is. Yeah, 100%. You know, and Anthony Blinken's statements, I think, I mean, obviously you have Biden and, uh, and Victoria Newland, and already, uh, if not damning, it's bad enough optics that they, they made statements like that so, uh, so recently. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Blinken then coming out and saying that this is a, you know, a grand opportunity or however he phrased it. Yeah. I, I would, if it were me, unless I was sending a message to someone, I would probably choose my words a little bit better, given the stakes that are on the line mm -hmm. right now. You would think, but these pu these puppets are not that smart. I mean, they're really not smart people. They're not. They're incompetent, and they're just doing what they're told. I mean, look at Kamala Harris. Oh, we have an alliance with North Korea. I mean, what? She's not an intelligent person, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, she's she's just an I mean a useful idiot. This, these, all these people are useful idiots. So, uh, you know what they say. I mean, they're just pretend acting and. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Well, you know, you mentioned North Korea, too. Um, I haven't really looked into it, so I'll, I'll, this might be just a quick question. But, uh, you know, they just uh, launched a, a missile that flew over Japan. Uh, I doubt that it directly had anything to do with uh, Kamala Harris, you know, claiming that they're a good ally of ours, the, Re the Republic of North Korea, as she so uh, <laughs> so eloquently, you know, put. Uh but again, this is an interesting escalation and one that goes completely contrary to the, uh, you know, the type of diplomacy that we saw start to evolve under Trump, uh, him being one of the first people to be let in and, and welcomed. There was a much different dialogue, uh, you know, even if we take Russia and Ukraine and all these things out of the equation. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look good, especially after, again, complete blunder after blunder uh, of you know these uh these dipl diplomats and press uh, secretaries speaking about taiwan and then the white house going and backtracking after biden gave that very interesting 60 minutes interview where he said 100 percent, yeah we'll uh we'll support taiwan taiwan with u.s forces and then the department of defense comes out the white house contradicts the the supposed commander-in-chief I mean, it's it's a bit unprecedented yeah. to see to see things like that uh yeah um uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say about uh, Taiwan in general. I mean, I think the Chinese want it. What, what was the real, what were you getting at in the quiet Taiwan or something else? Uh, really just this, uh, what, what do you think the, the North Korea missile launch seems to be uh, indicating? Because it, it seems like a really big development. So I Brazen think Trump came into office. Trump came into office, flew over and met with Kim Jong-un who didn't know what to think and he said look bro i'm if you don't if you launch missiles i'm going to kill you if you don't launch missiles i'll give you some i'll give you some money and i'll make you a friend and we'll pat each other's back on tv and you'll be the man and so i think kim chose the latter and uh i i think now that that threat is gone you know it's 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 he's acting out like a petulant child that he is you know yeah it does seem that he found his cojones again yeah uh <laughs> it is uh but again it's interesting to see how quickly these things shift uh i guess not so much when you see uh the guy who took this selfie but uh this is probably one of my favorite images that uh that biden biden took of himself <laughs> it's sad it's sad that this is the the type of humor we have you know around our our energy policy and our our uh <laughs> the white house you know decision making but um in your uh, on your site as well, I want to see if mm -hmm. I can find this uh, this article. So we have obviously the 
the election of of Maloney, and I know that we have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of interesting things going on with uh, with the elections where. Um, Oh crap! What's his name? Uh, Bolsonaro came way, 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 way mm-hmm. ahead in polling. I mean, and the uh, mm-hmm. it's been mentioned several times, but I think it's pretty accurate. The uh, the polling centers, the institutions are at a big loss. But you know, no one really expected him. If, if you read the mainstream media, to get to the second round of elections over there, and I think it goes hand in hand with the same thing with Maloney, as well as the same trend that we saw here in the United States with a lot of these primaries that. Uh, despite what they say, and even with the presence of these these electronic uh, voting systems, that when people come out and they have support, which they clearly do, at a far higher rate than they ever have, given now the the uh, awakening with a lot of these agendas, uh, it seems like the the kind of reign of this EU policy, which is really the American, the Washington D.C. agenda which is really this, you know, kind of World Economic Forum globalist agenda that is coming crashing down. Um, do you think, as uh, Chinese new- newspapers have reported, that we're going to see uh, J6-type events like, uh, you know, they fomented here in the United States? Because I, I feel like they might have to have to have a counter to this on the ground. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, Brazil was completely stolen. One of our contributors, Matt Termon, wrote a great piece on our site uh, and then we posted a lot of this stuff during the election, but they have the machines. There's no paper ballots. It's completely manipulated. If you've seen any of the videos of Bolsonaro in Brazil with the public, I mean, just millions and millions of people following him. It's insane the level of support he has there. And then to say that, uh, you know, the ballot dumps that came in after a certain point in the election the other night were everyone was pro Lula. And I, I used to work on a Brazil team. I traveled to Sao Paulo a good bit and traded with all the big banks down there. And, um, you know, the people, yes, there used to be a, a communist, I guess, and there still is to some because of free stuff. But even a lot of the poor areas are pro-Bolsonaro because they see the freedom and they see really the opportunity that they can have under a real president who's not pushing this globalist, you know, destruction. So, um yeah, there's going to be some kind of false flags in Europe and in, but and in Brazil here in the U.S. maybe. But I, I think that the people are waking up and they see through this. You know, it, it, these regimes are going to have to be very oppressive and move past the pretend democracy stage, or you know, they're going to lose. So, and then you, either way, you're going to have a, a fight on your hands. Not physically at this point, but saying it's it's a struggle. Well, yeah, struggle, definitely. I think it's, uh, I don't know if I want to say telling, because I don't want to believe that it's telling, Uh, but (sighs) Bill Gates says that we're going to have hunt elections, and uh, there's going to be, you know, this massive, uh, I can't remember what the words that he used. Um, It seems to me, given a lot of the escalation that we have seen, he may be clairvoyant, as you were. you know, especially with a lot of the other things that he's been preaching, which seem to be coming to fruition at an alarming rate. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, uh, this isn't something that I prepared you for, so forgive me for that. But mm-hmm. uh, with the mm-hmm. with the coming midterms, I see a really mm-hmm. real possibility that some false flag might be, uh, you know, might be unleashed to, to suspend them. It's something that I've been... I've been contemplating for a while. Do you see that as a real threat? Mm-hmm. And if so, well, do I think Ukraine Russia? is in your face. Ukraine is in your face right now. I mean, they're pushing this conflict and pushing ways to... That's the main one I see at this point. Yeah, I think they're going to have to do something because they're losing, right? I mean, they, they are losing, and they're going to lose power, and they can't allow that. So if you're a criminal and you know that, uh, you know, the sheriff is going to talk to your key eyewitness, I mean, you're going to try to kill him, right? I mean, you're going to... Because you have no other choice. So this is where we're at they're going to have to do something to stop their loss of power because then they go to jail because we i think the mag very clear that we're going to take down this whole apparatus so um and that's not a threat violent threat it's to be done judiciously and through the democratic system so uh and to deconstruct the state which is a criminal it's organized crime it's massive organized crime which now has the keys to our surveillance state 
<clears throat> yeah, that in in and of itself is probably one of the more terrifying uh, you know aspects to the whole scenario. Um, I want to bring up one of the um, this was published on our site today. Um, then I want to mm-hmm. ask you a few questions about Putin, but um, mm-hmm. this press conference from this afternoon, KJP made very clear, you know, 27 times uh, that we've been very clear. Uh, so it's probably plus or minus one or two, uh, if that is the exact count. But she said quite literally at least 27 times, we've been very clear, and it doesn't seem that, once again, she was very clear about anything. Um, so she mentions Japan, she mentions a lot of things, but... Uh, yeah, we have this conflict with Iran now, and she responds, we stand with all the citizens of Iran who are inspiring the world with their bravery, and we continue to stand with them. That's how we see our world, our role here. Women and men in Iran should have the f- uh, right to freedom and expression of assembly. They mentioned that, uh, you know, we gave them internet. Uh, and a reporter asked, uh, CIA director... Bill Burns gave an interview yesterday and talked in support of the Iranian demonstrators, but was coordinated by the White House because for him to speak, that has weight. And I think it does. So, I mean, how does how do they reconcile this now with all the support and Biden himself coming out and saying, you know, all the support, particularly for the females, they love these intersectional games. And now they're they're at the same time reporting about, uh, you know, about sanctions or or, uh, you know, hitting the, the Iranian government. Look, uh, th- Iran is a subject I know a lot about. I've spent some time with the, I'm actually writing a book on the Iranians' resistance right now. So I've spent time in their camp in Albania, and I've spent time in their headquarters in Paris. And I can tell you that this has been going on since 2009 with Obama, where they rose up and he essentially allowed them to be massacred. This movement has had, in the last 40 years, they've been fighting the mullahs, and over 120,000 have been executed. I mean, these are people that in their prison, they take, 16-year-old girls and put them in a cage, crouched, and they can't move, and then just let them rot until they're dead. And, you know, they they, they murder kids demonstrating and pick pick up the bodies and then post bodies in the photographs in the paper and say, if you know these kids, come pick them up. So, you know, it's horrific. Um, And this administration is in no way supporting the Iranian resistance. I'll tell you that right now. And they are... Uh, if they were supporting the resistance, they would not be trying to give the mullahs money. Uh, they wouldn't be flying billions of dollars of cash as Obama did. Um, you, know, you know, this is, I mean, because this, continu- this is the Obama third term, right, and what we're experiencing. So don't let these people lie to you. They are not supporting these kids over there. And yes, the girls and the young kids have no life. So they are the ones out protesting, getting shot. They've shot, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of them already. They're um, you know, no remorse, no uh, human dignity whatsoever. Uh, it's horrific. So the quicker the regime falls in Tehran, the better. And, and this Biden regime is not supporting them. This is all smoke and mirrors so they can funnel the Shia mullahs more money to help bring down the United States. I'm convinced of that. You broke up, uh, you say, bring uh, fueling money to the mullahs to help bring down the United States? Yeah, that's what I think and help their friends, which are, uh, you know, they see Islam as, at least radical Islam, as a way to destroy the Christian West. Well, and again, they said yesterday that JCPOA is the best way to support the people of Iran. I mean, huh. that that's a hard thing to, well, to swallow. No, it gives Iran the nuke. How could that support the people of Iran? The best way to support the people of Iran, we don't need American troops. They, this is a democratic movement run by a woman, the power, uh, and the best way to support that freedom effort is to support the movement, not with American troops, but just with basic, you know, don't enable the regime. From the, even from the Bushes, the Obamas, uh, the Clintons, they all enabled this Iranian regime thinking, oh, if we just give them something more, they'll stop being so bad. And, and that is, you have confirmed them as Trump did a long time ago and you know Trump you know whacked the head of an intelligence agency and that got their attention um, and that scared them so um, that's what they respect and Biden is a joke and, and they're just putting smoke and mirrors up to make this go away they're, they're gonna cut these kids and uh, and you know they don't have a chance so um, but they can take care of this themselves you know 
I'll give you a story. There was the, the, the Iranian resistance of the MEK after, uh, before the Gulf War or the Iraq War. They had 10,000 men, 300 armored vehicles on the Iraqi border. They were making incursions into Iran to try to take down the government uh, and bring in a democratic free market, you know, religious tolerance Iran, which is the Persian, you know, historical society. And we disarmed them. George Bush disarmed them. Uh, gave them diplomatic protection Geneva Conventions during the Iraq War. And then when Bush was out of office, Obama allowed the Iraqi, uh, which was backed by the Shia, you know, Muslims in the Iranian regime, to come in and massacre a lot of these kids and women and children that were camped out along the Iraqi border. The 3,000 that were left got moved to Albania, and they're still there. I visited the camp. But... Uh, so we were behind the disarming of these people, and 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 it's been all of the regimes or the presidencies, Clinton's, Obama's, and the Bush. Well, you know, and again, talking about the them supposedly helping these women and children, I find it particularly disgusting, frankly, because we still have, as they're cheering about human rights and people denied human rights, we still have... Uh, you know, a massive number of Americans who are still imprisoned, who are still enduring these show trials and being persecuted for the complete uh, lie, the, the actual big lie, which is the January 6th insurrection. Uh, there was uh, an interview pretty recently about uh, Victoria White. As, you know, they have video of her being beaten, uh, I mean, struck repeatedly, hit in the face with uh, batons, I mean, to the point where she actually blacked out. Uh, there was a, a quote, she's a, uh, this was statements by uh, the, her attorney, Joseph McBride. She is hit approximately 35 times over the course of four minutes, appearing to beg for mercy the entire time. Hit with a baton while facing away, hit with the baton while facing forward, speared and poked uh, about the face as to inflict maximum pain. Uh, she collapses more and then is stood up by the officers only to be maced and beaten again. This does not seem, uh, given everything that our current uh, you know, Department of Justice and intelligence agencies have been caught doing, on top of fomenting a revolution here in the United States through Antifa, on top of the uh, you know, engineered insurrection on January 6th just to boot, this doesn't seem like the administration that should be playing games like that, uh, you know, supposedly showing support for uh, these protesters in, in a country like Iran. Well, you know, I'm not even sure a lot of these people were American that, that were in police uniforms, just like in Paris, just like in other areas where they've had, you know, Canada, where they've had overbearing police presence. You know, I think they have essentially, uh, you know, a Antifa militia that they bring in and use for these things. So I don't think those were American policemen. I could be wrong, but to me, they're just people with a police uniform on, you know, performing a function to rape, rape and kill and maim Americans. So, uh, anyway, if they, they were Americans, they're not the kind of Americans that I respect. So, uh, what, what, this, this, you know, what, this is what the regime wants. I mean, they want to bring in uh, violence and they're going to do it when they have the opportunity. And I was talking to someone today that said, you know, if we win in November, they're going to have to get violent means they're going to bring the truth on the streets start burning the cities again that's very likely yeah yeah it's one of the possibilities <clears throat> i see before the midterms i really pray that it doesn't get yeah. to that um yeah so we'll change gears a little bit um i don't mm -hmm. know if you if you listen to any of this or, or if you saw but uh putin uh gave an address on friday and uh, i have a this is an and i'll just preface this for everybody so you know I could willingly be uh, or unknowingly be spreading Russian propaganda. Uh, this is the official transcript uh, that I've uh, a friend of mine at least gave a once over and said that it looks accurate. This is uh, from his uh, the translation of his address Friday on uh, September 30th. Um, but I just want to read a few a few things that he said. Um, so he said, number one, a few days ago, people in Donetsk, Lugansk, uh, Kherson, I don't know if that's how I say that, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. Zaporozhia, is that, is that right? Mm -hmm. I can never remember Close that one. Enough. Okay, cool. Uh, declared their support for restoring our historical unity 
Uh, Western countries have been saying for centuries they bring freedom and democracy to, uh, to other nations. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, he says a, a number of things. And remember, everyone, that uh, this, uh, you know, this treaty was supported by the vast majority of people. It, it was overwhelmingly supported uh, for people in these regions. Uh, but, you know, he goes on to say the United States is the only country in the world that has used nuclear weapons twice. They destroyed Hiroshima and Nagasaki in Japan, creating a precedent. Uh, they, he goes on to mention some of the egregious uh, destruction that the United States and allies uh, cast upon Germany uh, during World War II. And without military necessity, he goes on to state that we continue to occupy Germany, Japan, the Republic of Korea, other countries, and we cynically refer to them as equals and allies. And, you know, for a supposed lunatic who is just a warmonger, uh, you know, and has been supposedly uh, propagandizing the entire world to bend to Russia's whims. He seems to be speaking a lot of really common sense things that I would say very accurately depict the, uh, you know, foreign policy of the United States. Well, I have a theory that about, uh, when was it, uh, 10 years ago, maybe more, when uh, Putin started really rearming I, I think that he saw, I think it was Bush or Obama's at the time, um, what was happening in the West, you know, and I see his government is essentially a kleptocracy, and I think he saw, he looked in at the West and saw the mirror and, and saw that the West was becoming a criminal enterprise also. And so I think that's when he started to arm up. So I think he's um, calling the shots as he sees a threat to Russia. Um, you know, I'm not excusing Putin's actions whatsoever, but I do believe that he's speaking common sense in the NATO encroachment in, you know, the, uh, we refuse to accept that they can have be a sovereign nation essentially. So that is, you know, no matter what regime is in power, that's a problem, right? So it's, uh, you know, I, I think he just saw, I, I look at it as gangs of New York, right? I mean, two different gangs and who's who's going to be worse than the other. But that's the way I see what's going on. We have lost all our moral authority and we are organized crime, at least this regime in the White House, using our military to really escalate a war that doesn't need to be escalated. It needs to be solved. <coughs> I like the gangs of New York comparison. Um and but you know what you said too i think is very is very poignant they like our our uh you know powers that be and our officials they they want us to i guess you know gloss over the fact that them pushing and uh seemingly uh leading towards letting ukraine into uh you know into uh you know these these global agreements that it wouldn't have any massive implications for russia and their territory uh it's it it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense when you look that at is a some of the things that are being said. Completely red line, and it it will start World War Three. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Except you know the punks in our government and Zelensky, who's a punk in my opinion, he wouldn't be acting with such bravado if he didn't have the U.S. military behind him. And when Biden is gone, I think that whole situation will change. You know, I don't yeah. think this is our fight. It's it's not an existential threat to the United States. I've been writing this for 10 years because we saw this coming. I, I think it's this is not, you know, Taiwan, you could make a, a, a case that that's an existential threat because we wouldn't have as 30% of the maritime traffic in the world. It would severely crimp our economy to have a free Taiwan in the, in the you know, the South China Sea. But Ukraine has no, no bearing on our security. So yeah. why we're pushing for a war there, and for God's sake, we don't need U.S. troops there. We already have them as mercenaries, but we don't need regular army over there, in my opinion, at all. That, that's just a quagmire that will result in the deaths of millions of them, of thousands of Americans and for nothing. Yeah, it seems like they have no qualms, you know, wagering the, the deaths of uh, millions of mm -hmm. people in America and otherwise for nothing. Uh, but one thing that was particularly big, he... Yeah, this is the first time, to my knowledge, that he publicly actually, uh, you know, stated this himself. Uh, it had mm -hmm. been said several times through some of the other officials through the Kremlin, but he said 
Uh, quote, they call the orders and threats they make to their vassals Euro-Atlantic solidarity and the creation of biological weapons and the use of human test subjects, including in Ukraine, noble medical research. He basically just accused himself, now officially, the West and the United States of, in, of uh, infringing on the uh, International mm. Biological Weapons Treaty and the Nuremberg Code. I mean, that, that's a, a very bold accusation. Well, yeah, I mean, the U.S. Department of Defense is infringing on the Nuremberg Code by forcing illegal vaccines. They're not even vaccines, you know, uh, gene injections onto our troops that are not, they're still under emergency use. You can't force that. And they're lying and saying they're approved when they're not. They're using a different one. It, it's a complete lie. And they're, you know, we can get into that all day and they show, I mean, this is treason by our senior military leadership and uh yeah we're, we're violating the nuremberg code as we speak and yes they were developing they had biological weapons labs in ukraine with the predict project and all you know we can go into that all day long i mean we've done extensive research with we've interviewed dennis carroll who was in behind all that uh, christine dolan on my show uh one of our shows uh american conversations so uh, yeah, we're doing that. And we, like I said, we've, we've lost all moral authority and, and we have to get it back. Yeah, yeah. it seems that we do need a complete paradigm shift at the policy level as, and as well at our within our elected, you know, supposedly our mm -hmm. selected uh, official positions. But um, we have, there's a lot I could ask you, but we're about out of time, so I want to make sure that I give you the final word. Um, the one the one question that I will ask you it kind of wraps up a few of these things. He he said uh, later on in the speech that uh, you know he's referring to the European Union, a lot of these uh, energy policies and the fallout from, uh, from many of the things that we just said. And you know people cannot be fed with printed dollars and euros. You can't feed them with those pieces of paper, or the virtual inflated uh, capitalization of Western social medias can't heat their heat their homes. Um, you can't feed anyone with paper. You need food, and you heat. You can't heat anyone's home with these inflated capitalizations. You need energy. Um, so you know, sure. it's. Uh, I, I think that we're just seeing the fallout now, the culmination of what they've all been wanting us to walk willingly into, yeah. both in the United States and and otherwise. And uh, he. Well, the reason that, I mean, you know, Putin is the perfect foil for them. They can escalate the war. They can achieve their goals of destroying the West while destroying our military and our, you know, fighting capability, wasting it in Ukraine. But at the same time, they can try to take down the Russian regime, which is essentially uh, in their face that they're not going to accept. No matter what you think of Putin, he doesn't accept the globalist view. So, you know, they have the uh, gay propaganda law. You can't teach gay, you know, lifestyle to a minor. Um, you know, marriage is enshrined in their constitution. So, I mean, they, this is not what the globalist regime wants so he is a threat to them so it's a, it's a twofer for them in ukraine actually a threefer because they can continue all their money laundering and everything uh in this you know organized crime safe space of ukraine so it's that's why it's not our fight and we need to get out and move on and let europe handle it mike for god's sake why are we giving all the money you know <clears throat> yeah amen i think it's it's time that we take care of our own house. It certainly isn't in the best order. Um, but, Todd, I want to thank you again. It's, it's always a, a lot of fun having you on. Uh, I'll just remind everyone, go to ltodwood.com, cdm.press. And for Eastern European news, which I love to follow, czarism.com. That's T-S-A-R-I-Z-M.com. Uh, you can order uh, the book that we mentioned at ltodwood.com, and that is Currency. I look forward to reading it myself. Uh, and to see to see for myself just how clairvoyant you were uh, back years ago <laughs> when you wrote that. But uh, I'll give cool. you the final word, Todd, and then uh, we'll uh, pray and I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah, so uh, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, you can get a package deal on all my novels at ltodwood.com. All of them are prescient. They deal with energy. I mean, my last one was, well, I'm not going to tell you, but if you read it, it was written in 2016. But it's uh, pretty clairvoyant as to what happened right now. It's called Motherland. But all the books are are great reads kind of those page turners uh, but they make great christmas gifts we have package deals for the hardbacks we'll sign them for you you can tell us how to sign them and uh thank you for everything apollo appreciate it oh it's my pleasure and it's always great having you on so i'll uh pray as we always do on the show and sure. uh, 
Father God, I want to I want to thank you for for Todd Wood. I want to thank you for his bravery, for his courage, and for his willingness to speak truth and to seek truth. I pray for him and his team as uh, they go overseas in all the endeavors that they are pursuing. I pray that their message reaches far and wide and they have great success. And I pray that many are awakened by the good work that he is doing. We are blessed in this nation and abroad to have uh, patriots and warriors like Todd and others who are willing to sacrifice themselves and to put them in harm's way to expose uh, the lies of this agenda of this cabal and who are willing and able to pursue the the truth that all of us need to hear. I, f I just pray that uh, many who have not done so follow his example. I pray that he is blessed with, uh, with continued success and that we may connect further in the future. And I just pray for all those suffering from this agenda, those who face a dark winter in Germany and the rest of Europe, those who are still embattled in this conflict of which they did not wish and have no control over in Ukraine, in Russia. I pray for the people in America who face uncertain times. And I just pray that this all comes to an end. I pray that the truth is revealed and that enough people willing and uh, who choose to face you, Lord, will stand in the gap and will band together and will come out in record numbers to vote in an election that I, I pray happens smoothly and that we can turn this country around. We can end this warmongering and uh, all this strife that continues to be played out across the globe. So I pray for uh, a blessed week and I pray that we, uh, we connect again. So all, to all those listening, please share this and please turn to God, turn to yourselves and ask what more you can be doing. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Todd, thank you so much again. It's always a, a pleasure. Stay safe in your travels. Thanks, you brother. Take care. Bye. You got it. All right, guys. A uh, lot. It's always a, a pleasure to have someone uh, with, you know, as as deep a knowledge of some of these things and with the experiences uh, that he's had, such as Todd. So, uh, if you do need a Christmas gift, go to ltoddwood.com. Uh, so I actually am probably going to make use of that. You can also go to MyPillow.com if you need some Christmas gifts. Use code CD21 because uh, when it gets cold out, I like slippers. Thankfully, I have some, but your dad might not. Uh, so go ahead and uh, pick up some of those. Support Mike Lindell. Again, that's promo code CharlieDavid21. And, of course, you can go to uh, store.conservative-daily.com. We have some new updates, and we're going to be revamping that as well. Uh, but go over there. Make sure that you order some uh, some uh, some of your Esther shirts, some of my favorites, um, and uh, you know support those institutions. You can help us uh, by going there as well. If you haven't already, make sure that you go send the fax blast today. Uh, that is, uh, oh, I don't have it up. Let me pull it up real quickly. But uh, make sure that you do send it again. Make sure that. Uh, if you aren't already, you go to conservative-daily.com, become a member. Uh, it, once you do that, you can go back and send every fax campaign if you so wish. So if you uh, weren't a member until today, you can go back and send every fax blast at no cost uh, at whatever membership level you choose and just overwhelm Congress. Overwhelm them. Make them read all this stuff. Uh, you should have their aides or whoever's actually printing these things out. They should be bothering them in irritated that they have to uh, continue reading all these things from Americans who refuse to let their voice go unheard and make sure that they remember their oath and they honor it. So thank you all for being here again today. We will be back tomorrow. We've got CanCon on uh, tomorrow morning, and it's going to be a fun show as always. And uh, we have uh, a, an author on uh, later this week as well who lived through what happened in Venezuela. Uh, and uh, she's going to share some, some insights about what happened uh, when she saw uh, the collapse there, uh, you know, and compare it to what's happening here. It's going to be a really great show. So we'll see you then. God bless you all. God bless America. And I will ask you all once again to pray. Uh, that is one of our greatest weapons that we have. So pray for the future. Pray for those affected and pray that you understand, recognize, and then step into the power that you have as an agent of God's will 
and as a force to take back America. So we have elections coming up, and it's going to take all of us to show up to vote and to keep our eyes open for the fraud that we know is going to occur. So we'll see you next time. Have a great night. God bless you all. Apollo signing off, Conservative Daily. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Fax Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.